0: Welcome back to the Washington football team declassified podcast. Uh, Interesting game this week, Eric, how are you
1: feeling, man? How am I feeling? Uh, Pretty terrible. I'm very sad about this game because I, I the quarterback situation is playing out exactly the way that we've been saying it out. It was going to play out since, uh, uh, the free agency in March. And it looks like we're already, uh, You know, we've been saying all along that we're going to see three quarterbacks this year at least, and we're already on number two after the first half. Um, So, yeah, I'm not feeling super great about this one. There's really not much to like about that game at all. It's a a hard pill to swallow. (laughs) If you are listening and you have not
0: yet subscribed, what's the matter with you? Go ahead and subscribe, man, because we're going (laughs) to keep going all season, wins or losses. So, Eric, you had mentioned – The backup quarterback coming to the game, Taylor Heineke. But let's talk about the injury, man. What did you think about the injury to Fitz? Do you think he's coming back? Where are we at with that?
1: Well, first of all, it looked like it really hurt. And then when I heard hip subluxation, man, that sounds awful. Like that's what ended Bo's career. His was a little worse than Fitz's, I think. No, they're saying short term IR for Fitz. So will he be back? Yes. Will he be back on the field? Depends on how, uh, how Taylor Heineke plays uh, or Kyle Allen plays behind him. So we'll see, but yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it would look like a painful injury, but it wasn't a hip dislocation, which is the next step. I believe past subluxation as it pops out and that's no good. Um, so I think we'll see him again, unless there's like some nerve damage or something going on that we haven't heard about yet. He'll at least be back on the sidelines.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, it's going to be a while though. And, and he's not a spring chicken, if you will. So I think, you know, for fits, First of all, horrible injury, right? And you hate to see that happen to anybody who's worked hard this offseason to get to where he is. What I will say is, while he was in the game, he looked exactly like he did that last preseason game. And that was not great. Yeah. That was not great. No, he looked like – he looked bad. Yeah. I mean, the the only thing that really saved that from being a Fitz tragic was a lack of interceptions. You know what I mean? Um, Just – he didn't seem in sync with the offense – The thing that I think that always concerned me about Fitz coming here was that Fitz seems to want to go downfield, but this offense seems to not want to do that. And so it's always kind of a weird mix when you have a guy that's really playing out of his element. And it just, it felt like as the game kind of went on and you saw him play that this wasn't allowing him to be who he was. That was kind of my take on the Fitz performance.
1: Yeah, the well, three of six for thirteen yards. That's pretty awful. Even through a quarter and a half, that's pretty right. bad. Um, I mean, the offense—they weren't. There wasn't going to be any downfield throwing in the first half because the two tackles were just getting whipped up and down. They were just getting their lunches eaten nonstop. Cosme had a horrible game, uh, and Leno was not much better. There was pressure off the edges the entire time, especially when Fitz was in there. Um, he didn't seem to be—he uh, didn't seem to be as willing to take off running as I thought he might be. Um, and I think there were maybe some opportunities where he could have done that, but he just, he looked very hesitant with all of his, when, you know, when he did drop back to pass, um, very indecisive. Um, it looks like he made up his mind that he wanted to throw to Humphreys, uh, I think twice and it just didn't go well. Um, so yeah, I was not impressed with him at all. Uh, but again, uh, I would just like to reiterate that neither of us have been big fans of this signing since day one. So, uh, about what we expected. That's correct.
0: I want to get your thoughts on the offensive game plan because it baffled me. And that was the Antonio Gibson centric offensive game plan. And I am a huge Antonio Gibson fan. I just felt like they were forcing the ball to him so much in a game. And that's fine. As long as it doesn't come at the cost of your other playmakers like Terry McLaurin, right? Like, so before we get into the Terry conversation, because I want to have that separately, what oh, do <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you think about the we're going to have one. We're going to have one. Yeah. What do you think about the the plan? Let me say this, too, before you go. You know what it reminded me of is week one and week two of last year, where they forced the ball to J.D. McKissick like 100 times. And we were all kind of like, yeah. what are you doing? I felt like he just rolled, Scott Turner, rolled out that same game plan and said, let's try it again this year, week one.
1: yeah. I don't have a problem feeding Antonio Gibson because I think he's a very good running back. And um, I like the idea of running against that defensive front because the pass rush is so fierce and I thought they could be run on. So I think that's okay, Um, But to just completely ignore everyone else for the sake of feeding him the ball, even if he was being pretty productive. I mean, he was four and a half yards a carry um, in a pretty good game other than the the two fumbles. But, um, you know, yeah, they were. Really for staking. And it could have also been just because the pass rush was so fierce they couldn't get a pass off because I can't reiterate enough how badly those two tackles got beaten all day long. Um, so I mean that could have had something to do with it, but I mean it was right off the bat. They were just feeding Gibson. So I don't know. Um, I think you know the game plan was to establish the run. They certainly did that, but they couldn't do anything off of the run because the pass rush just was so bad. I don't really recall a lot of play action either. That's the other thing. They were running a lot, but they weren't they weren't using the run of their advantage. Like they were getting yards on the run, but there was, you know, it was, you know, run the ball or empty backfield. Um, very little play action from, from what I recall, he doesn't seem, he's more of a play caller than a game planner. It seems like, like, he just kind of seems like he's just doing things off the cuff sometimes. Um, and he's not really building anything. So I saw more of that yesterday.
0: Yeah. I, I like what you said about the play action, because if you're effective in the run, you're usually using that to set up something. We talked about North Turner, his dad and what he would do. And there was just zero play action. There was nothing creative inside the offense either yesterday. I'm like, can we do something interesting? It just, it just was not there. Um, so elephant in the room, Terry McLaurin, got basically no looks the first half of the football game. He, he was involved for maybe five minutes of the game and then nothing. I mean, exactly. nothing.
1: What the heck was that? I don't know, but man, that is I mean you saw what he did with the limited when they actually remembered that he was on the team. he took him, you know, he had three catches on one drive, uh got him all the way down the field, had the catch of the year so far I, it was oh yeah, I don't know what was more impressive the greatness of that catch or the awfulness of that throw, but <laughs> that was looked like a punt. that was the worst thing I've ever seen from a quarter come out of a quarterback's hand. It was so bad um. But he's just – yeah, he made that brilliant catch. He, you know, made a catch, got yards after the catch on the play before that, got him right down the field, and then they just started – they completely just stopped going to him again. Um, And Fitzpatrick didn't even look at him. Like, I never even saw him get a look. I mean, Heineke, you know, lofted one to him, I think, at the end of the first half, just kind of lobbed one up there uh, and overthrew him a little bit. But, I mean, like, when Fitz was in there, you didn't even – he was a – complete. McLaren was a complete afterthought. It's just frustrating because he is – I like Gibson a lot, but I still think McLaren's the best offensive player they have. And to just ignore him the way that he was ignored the entire game, it's just unforgivable. That's the worst thing about And there was a lot of bad yesterday. That's the worst thing I can think of yesterday. And it's not
0: like San Diego has a shutdown corner. They have Derwin James at safety, but there's no corner that's taken Terry out of the game. They just chose not to go there or they yeah. game plan to not do that. And it wasn't just Terry. It was also Logan Thomas. Like yeah, one was, catch. One catch. It was a touchdown. I like whoever came up with that game plan be it Scott or his assistants or the quality co- control coach somebody's got to get it talking to because that was not it. That was not it. You cannot go basically three quarters of the game, not even looking at your best player like at all. Like, And the thing that really starting to really bother me about this offense, Eric, is the lack of slants. That's what Terry does best. You get him a slant, he houses it. There was basically none of that in the game yesterday. That was driving me absolutely bonkers. And I'm I'm confused as to what Scott Turner is doing on offense. So I'm calling this quick outs because I got like five points here. The lack of pass rush, man. One thing we both said in unity in our hate it or love it yesterday was, or, or Friday was that we both felt like our defensive line was better than their offensive line. That was not the case yesterday. What was up with that?
1: You know what that game reminded me a lot of yesterday What's that? was the Tampa game last year, where we just, the defense, the quarterback was so good that the defense was nullified basically. Uh, uh, Herbert was fantastic. He was just getting it back, and getting the right read, getting the ball out of his hands quick, and he really neutralized the pass rush. Um, you know, the, the the they did get close a couple of times, um, and you don't expect them to get home every single time. And they did, you know, make some. They did make a few plays. They did get a little bit of pressure. He was just so good at getting rid of the ball that he really took them out. But I think that points to the larger, uh, or leads us to the larger point, I guess, and that's that. I don't think that what we have, we have a very good defense. I don't think we have a championship caliber defense because I don't think that can carry us the entire season because a good quarterback is going to pick that defense apart, unless that pass rush can get home every time. So the offense really does need to step up because the defensive line is very good. I just don't think they're going to take us to the promised land.
0: Yeah, you and I said it. Like last year when we played good quarterbacks, what happened? They put up points on us. Yep. It just it, – it was disappointing, and it was frustrating because you want to – like, our defensive line was ranked the number one defensive line in the NFL, and you want to see them overcome even the best quarterback. It did not happen. Was it the end of the world? No, because it's week one, but you would still like to see them make a little bit more plays than what we got yesterday. I don't recall hearing Ioannidis' name at all. You know, it just – Duron Payne had a couple good plays, but some bad plays. Um, Montez had a sack. Sweat had a nice pass rush once. Yeah. And then, and and batted, then
1: a batted ball too, I think.
0: Yeah. Then there's this whole mess about these guys being on the sidelines <laughs> for large parts of the game. Like, I'm sorry. If, if we need to play more in preseason to get in shape, we got to do that. We can't be on the sidelines and clutch moments of a game that actually counts towards the talent.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that there. They definitely took a lot of breaks. I saw a lot more of uh, what's his name? Uh, Smith Williams. I saw him in the game quite a bit, uh, which you don't really want to see. I saw him, you know, I want to see him three or four plays. I think he got probably 20 snaps um, and I could just be making that up. I don't know, but I saw him a lot in the game. Um, and I, You know, you want to see young and sweat in there most of the time on the edges. Um, but yeah, we need, we need much more. Uh, Ionitis did have a tackle for loss uh, once, um, I think two total, two total tackles, one solo. Yeah. Payne had two tackles. Montez sweat had two tackles and a sack, which that was a gift that sack fumble really didn't look like a sack fumble, but whatever, you know, we'll take it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there, there was, you know, a lot of, you know, John Allen, I think had two tackles, one solo, uh, chase young had two tackles. Yeah. So it was a a really quiet game by, by the majority of the defensive line. Um, so yeah, you definitely want to see more out of that unit as heralded as they are. Correct. And lastly, for my quick outs, lo and behold,
0: Hopkins missed another kick. It was a 51-yard kick, so you expect that, which is sad to say. But the thing that I don't want to sweep under the rug about this kick is, if he makes that kick, we're driving down the field with Heineke to kick a field goal to go ahead. That makes all the difference in the world at the end of the game. I know that game was not Hopkins' fault completely. But that missed kick mattered. It mattered because we're not punting and giving the ball back to San LAC where we never see it again because our defense can't stop him. If he, if he makes that 50-yard field goal, it's a whole different ball game. And look, you can say, oh, if this had happened, look, sometimes you got to deal with the circumstances at hand. And he had a chance to put us in position To be able to take the lead by making that field goal previously, he didn't do that. The other thing I want to say, Eric, is the last thing about this game is Heineke on that drive was moving the ball. But to feel good about Heineke, I want to see him convert third downs when it matters. Yes, I know the penalty and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But you have to make winning plays when it's time to win. We had the ball. We knew our defense wasn't stopping them. You can't assume you get that ball back.
1: That's a game-winning drive for him. Yeah, I, the bad the bad thing about that was the the decision to take off running when he was you know it was third and what sixteen or 16, something like that. Yeah, and he took off and running it. And I said, you know, if it's third and eight, go ahead and do that. But now you're putting yourself in a fourth and seven, which I still think that had I been the coach, I'm going for it. But you know, I'm not the coach, so we can't really. You know, it is what it is. But yeah, I would not have punted there either way. But yeah, Heineke's got to got to keep his eyes downfield and look to make a throw. Now, I did see him a few times yesterday. I was a little happy with him that he did look left. He did start moving left and throw, which he did not do in the preseason. So that was good to see. Um, But yeah, Heineke, I'm starting to see a pattern with him where he, he, you know, he's almost got the Kirk Cousins thing where he plays just well enough to lose close and make it not his fault. Yeah. So I'm hoping that's not a pattern because that's, you know, he's this is four times we've seen him now. Three. I don't know how many times we've seen him three times. Uh, And the same thing has happened every time where he's come in at the end of the game, made some things happen or he gets in the game, plays great, makes a couple of highlight plays, but loses. We need to see him put a W on the board to get some real uh, confidence in that guy.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Right. I agree. 100 percent. And, you know, we got to roll with them now. I I want to see the organization do something else about backup quarterback. I like what Heineke did for the offense in comparison to what Fitz did. What scared me was those balls looked like he was throwing balloons out there. Like they were just.
1: Yeah, he's arm strength ain't there. Um, Was that was it like that last year, too? Like, I, I I don't remember his deep balls looking like that, but he was just lofting them up there.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah, those two the 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 two that he threw deep ones to McLaurin, the one that he, the one that McLaurin caught. I mean, that seriously, I, I thought McLaurin was going to fair catch it. Uh, it was just it was an awful throw. I don't know. I mean, it got through, it got completed, good on him. But man, you can't complete. You're not going to complete too many of those. And and McLaurin could have really got hurt trying to
0: make that catch. Like that yeah. was dangerous. And honestly, I put that catch up there with the OBJ catch, by the way, because that was just it was brilliant, real. Now. That ball that Heineke threw to Dami Brown where he almost got him murdered. Yeah. That can't happen. If I'm a a receiver, I'm going back to Huddle like, no, sir, don't ever do that again. Cause that, that was, that was a lot. All right. Let's go to our overreactions and then we'll turn the page on week
1: one, man. Do you have any overreactions from this game? I don't think you can overreact to this game. It was terrible. Like what good came, what good came out of that game? Honestly. Yeah. Like, uh, Gibson had an okay game, but he fumbled twice. People, You know, the, obviously he lost the one on the four-yard line, which is the worst thing you can do, but he also fumbled one that went out of bounds earlier in the game. Um, so we can't let that – We got that's something to keep an eye on because, he, you know, if he's going to be fumbling twice a game, that's going to be a problem, um, and that's going to get him on the bench hopefully pretty quick, but there's nobody behind it. I mean, did anybody have a good game yesterday? I mean, Terry did what he could with the limited opportunities, but I, I can't – Think of anybody that really had a good game yesterday. Hopkins almost did, but he missed the one the one field goal. Yeah, Who had a good game? Like, I didn't see – Cam Curl. I'll give him that. I mean, early on, but he – I mean – They didn't they play him. like They yeah, put the first, in Bobby McKay. <laughs> yeah, the first couple of plays he made, and then we never saw him again after the first quarter. So, I don't know. Maybe he had a good game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just – I don't think – you know, anybody had, or had anybody. Well, okay. William Jackson had a pretty good game. Mm. I'll give him that. He got beat a few times, but I mean, Keenan Allen is Keenan Allen. He's going to beat anybody. Sure. He's just, he's my favorite non-Washington football team player. I think in the league, I love Keenan Allen. I can't stress to you enough how, how good of a wide receiver he is. Um, but I think uh, he did as well. Uh, William Jackson did as well as can be expected. Um, but outside of that, really, I didn't see anybody that I was super impressed with. Um so I, yeah, I'm hoping to I, see more. I saw a lot of bad games. I think uh, <laughs> Sam Cosme was just atrocious, and Charles Leno was terrible. Um, I think the you know the middle of the the middle of the line, I think for the most part was okay, but the edges just got destroyed. Um, and and Turner, Scott Turner was not giving him help. Like I ever, yeah, he, they got no help. They had no tight end on him. Uh, I thought John Bates got run over on one play too. That was terrible. Uh, so I don't know. I don't think you can overreact yesterday because it was just an awful game. I don't, you know, they're lucky they only lost by four.
0: Where was JD McKissick too?
1: Holy shit! They school. never, yeah, they didn't, yeah, they didn't feed him. They didn't feed any. They, I mean, the only one getting consistent touches was Gibson. Yeah, it's frustrating.
0: That was that was. Make it stop. Yeah. What
1: are your overreactions?
0: <sighs> Scott Turn needs to be fired on the spot. That's the only one I yeah. got, man. Because, like you said, it yeah. was such a a poor game everywhere. It's hard to call anything an overreaction. Like Scott Turner shouldn't be fired right now. He's a young coordinator, but I think he's got a, he's, this is it though. This year, this is as much rope as I'm giving him. He's got to the end of the season to show me he's an NFL offensive coordinator or he's going back to quality control coach. Um, my, My other overreaction, that Fitzpatrick signing was a giant mistake at this point. Because, listen, we ended up where we were going to be anyway with this injury. And I know you can't predict injuries, but he also wasn't good before the injury. And we were expecting somebody who's been an average quarterback to be something more than he was. And he, at 38 years old, 17 seasons in, and he looked like he was out of gas in his career, the last preseason game and the first part of this game. And now you have an injury. So instead of having an entire offseason where you have Taylor Heineke just trying to prove what he can do. And I know Taylor Heineke by all or um, had a had a poor preseason, a poor offseason. In general, by anybody who was reporting on the team, they said uh, Heineke
1: had a poor offseason. He looked bad in he looked bad in camp, in many camps. He didn't look good. So but when he but his but his his game film in preseason wasn't terrible. He but, looked like Taylor Heineke but it's just like, what was the point of, of
0: Fitz at this point now,
1: since he's going to be out with six weeks Fitz, at least. Yeah. With Patrick, I mean, you're preaching to the choir on that. You and I both did not like the signing from the get-go. Uh, none of us have ever changed our stance on that. Like we're not Fitz guys. This is not a Fitz podcast, but I mean, he didn't, he didn't do anything to prove us wrong.
0: He did not. All right. Week one, we're done with you. I'm turning the page, man. And uh, now we got the Giants coming up on a short week. Thursday night, Giants came off a pretty brutal loss themselves. Daniel Jones looked like garbage. Saquon Barkley was very limited. It's it's the good time to play them for us because they're not a good football team at this point. Doesn't mean they won't be later. We don't look like a good football team right now. Doesn't mean we won't be later. Um, Eric, any just early general thoughts on the matchup coming up? It's
1: yeah. I think Washington should win this game. Um, has to the giants just look, they just looked so bad yesterday. They looked, they looked worse probably than Washington did. Um, I can't, unfortunately, Daniel Jones seems to have this team's number. So I'm not going to guarantee anything, but man, if he plays well, I mean, they're going to, they're going to have to look at changes <laughs> if they can't beat the giants this week. Cause they just were, they were just bad. And Saquon, I wouldn't be surprised if Saquon doesn't play this week or is even more limited just because of the short turnaround that they have. Um, I I believe they listed him in practice today as limited, even though they didn't practice. They had to put out the injury report, uh, and he was limited. Um, So they really cannot let – they can't let Daniel Jones beat them again. Um, I wish I had confidence saying that, but he's 4-0 against this team, so he's doing something right against them. But, man – yeah, I, I would hate to lose this week. I think it's a
0: must win. And I hate saying that two weeks into the season, but just. Yeah, it's absolutely is.
1: Yeah. Because you can't lose. You can't lose to a team that bad. And two losses in one week are,
0: <laughs> to start the yeah. season. It's, and then it's you a got whole two game. weeks
1: to think about it. Yeah, it's terrible
0: uh i don't i don't like that at all i I, that cannot happen to us because whoever loses this game is going to be so far behind in the division i mean not really but they are because you're losing a division game early um on a short week and then philadelphia won are you expecting much from philly probably not dallas played much better than everybody else in the division did against the world champs who knows what you got there but just this is a game we have to win we have to have to have to win um Eric, tell me uh, what you love about this matchup.
1: Well, I know what I should love. I should love our defensive line against Daniel Jones and those terrible offensive tackles that the Giants have. But after this week, I just don't know. Um, but, yeah, you got to go defensive line. That seems to be because the Giants' tackles are terrible. Um, Broncos' defense had a field day against that offensive line again yesterday. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I got to go with our defensive line. I like the defensive line. I like – I don't love anything else, really. Um, you know, if they can – you know, and I, I love that Heineke knows to look for Terry McLaurin in the passing game. He knows who his weapons are. He can look for Logan Thomas, uh, provided he has time. Um, so, I'll go with a lukewarm snuggle hug for that, I guess, for love. Um, <laughs> And I think that, you know, I think Washington can, can again, if uh, Gibson is right, can have success on the ground against the Giants. Um, Their defense, I think, is uh, probably a little more stout against the run, maybe than San Diego's. Um, Their defense was kind of touted coming into the season. I don't know. They got kind of got whooped up on yesterday, though, so we'll see. Um, But, yeah, I don't I don't love a whole lot coming off coming off that game yesterday. There's just not a whole lot to love about this team right now. Unfortunately, I love Tressway. I'll always love Tressway. He's the people's punter he really is what do you love about this no what do you hate about this week I wish I could have got hate yeah I know I always take right? when do I get hate I can hate on a lot of stuff <laughs> next week man I got you. yeah
0: here's what I hate about it I hate that this is gonna be a field goal game where I think both offensive may not put up much in the way of touchdowns and that the kick field goal kickers are gonna have a field day in this game good or bad I think this is going to be a field goal game it's a Thursday night game and typically short week games get spooky so the unexpected happens and I hate that you can't really evaluate where you are because it's a short week game when you don't have a full week of preparation um, you're using a lot of what you had in week one again in week two because of the short week and you don't really get the install periods that you normally do I hate that um I hate that we don't really know what our defensive line is right now. And Daniel Jones has the ability to be creative within the offense. And is that going to plague us? I don't know. But what we saw against our guy Herbert is not going to be enough against Daniel Jones either. You have to pressure Daniel Jones into bad mistakes. We didn't pressure anybody last week. So I hate that we're not coming off a performance where our defensive line got their confidence up. The wide receivers for the Giants don't really scare me. And we'll talk about that when we go through our position matchups. But I I hate that we're feeling like there might be some issues at the linebacker level more than what we thought going into this because yesterday was not a good day for our linebackers. So what I would like to feel is that maybe our linebackers made progress. They didn't yesterday they didn't lastly i hate this matchup with gibson on a short week after that workload knowing that he's still dealing with that foot injury somewhat um is it bothering him i can't say that i'm not him it didn't look like it was bothering him yesterday but it's still there it's still lingering somewhere and i'm afraid that on a short week if they try to use him like that again something might happen i also i said that was the last thing i lied as usual I don't like this matchup for Heineke. I don't like Heineke starting on a short week. I don't like the fact that the Giants defense, I think is better than what they had displayed in week one. And I want, the one thing with Heineke is, he always is in circumstances where you feel like he's not getting a fair shot. I'm so tired of that message. I just want to know what he is. So I want him to have a full week to really go at it. And, and not a full week, but a full week every week. And then you can really get that true evaluation if he's crap or if he's good. I don't like the fact that it's a short week, so there will still be excuses. Not that I'm saying I think he's going to play poorly. I just, want us to know, I just want us to know what we have at quarterback. And then right. we can make some serious decisions. That's it, man. And I hate – I keep saying that's it, and I got more. Listen, I hate that it feels like we're already in a quarterback controversy, and this game could only further that. And if Heineke gets tweaked or anything, Kyle Allen's going to come in. And my fear is, and and truly my expectation is, he's probably going to look better than Heineke does. I don't know why I think that, man. But it makes me nervous because I don't want to deal with a full season of complaining about the quarterback position. It's been too long, and it only tells you we should have addressed it more seriously in the offseason. That's what I hate about this
1: yeah so you hate everything and i don't <laughs> like anything so we're we're quite the pair yeah i agree with you unfortunately you know the worst thing that could happen i think this week is for heineke to get injured and then yeah Allen comes in because you know then our our prediction will have come through come true in week two of the season where we've seen all three quarterbacks and uh you know the cam newton talk's only going to get louder if, if these guys start stinking it up or unless he gets signed somewhere else but um it's already the whispers are already there for cam um, if there's an injury or, you know, Heineke's terrible this week, uh, you know, that chatter is only going to get louder. So let's, let's hope Heineke plays well. Eric, if
0: he doesn't, do you think we make another move if he plays horrible this week at
1: quarterback? Or do you think we just ride with Kyle Allen and put Heineke as a backup? I don't know. Uh, (laughs) I wish I did. I, I think it's I don't think he'll play terribly. I think he'll get injured. There's more of a chance of him getting injured than him, getting injured than him playing his way out of the lineup. Um, and I could be wrong on that. I think he will probably, I don't know necessarily know that he'll be good, but he'll be good enough to keep his job. Um, just then this is just me, you know, spitballing off the cuff, honestly, but I, I get the sense from him that he won't lose his job to poor play after one week, if he's, you know, mediocre for four or five weeks and they're not winning, then you make a change, or three or four weeks and they're they're not winning, you make a change. But um, I don't think he plays his way out. I think it's more likely he gets injured, and I would not be surprised to see him get injured Thursday night just based on his history.
0: I think he gets two games. I think that's it. Because, like we said this offseason, the coaching staff had a chance to run with them. They didn't. I think that tells you everything to know, everything you need to know, about what they ultimately think about him, I think he gets two games. And if he's not playing well, I think we're going to see Allen. Yeah. Look, you said it before, earlier today. You said he's kind of morphing into that Kirk Cousins where he plays just well enough to not be blamed for the loss, but he's not carrying you to victories. I love how you put that. I really do. The issue that I'm starting to have with this gentleman is that, look, Everybody in the NFL comes in and makes plays. That's why you're in the NFL. You saw Dalton even making some plays last night, but you got to make winning plays. I want to see him do that. I want to see him carry us into that next level. But I'm concerned that yesterday there were plays on the field that the Chargers defense left out there. You know what I mean? Against Heineke. Like mm-hmm. the Baldwin McLaurin that we talked about, that's a pick. That's be. a pick
1: if went Pat, right through his hands. Yeah.
0: That defensive back. That can't happen. Like that should have been a pick. And there were two other plays that I felt like were plays that you could say those should have been picks. I don't want anything to happen to Heineken. I want Heineken to ball out on our team to get a win. I'm just concerned. Um, All right. Let's go through the position groups last week. Uh, I feel like I was pretty accurate. I said, except for the defensive line, I think we kind—I of, whiffed on that one. We both did, but we both said that the Chargers had the edge in quarterback. We were right about that. We said running back, I gave to Washington. I think you gave to—I gave to the Chargers because of think, the depth. And I think you were right about that. I mean, Gibson had a great game, but the two fumbles really sort of—and that horrible fumble near the goal line really yeah, takes that kill away. Them. Yeah. We gave the wide receivers to the Chargers. Both that was correct. Uh, We tight ends. I think uh, we both
1: gave to Washington. That was a mistake. (laughs) Yeah, we were a little uh, premature on writing off what's his name. Uh, (laughs) Can't even think of his name. Yeah, Jared Cook. Yeah, he definitely Uh, played well. But I mean, yeah, they also didn't. We also didn't throw to our tight end. So yeah.
0: Oh sure, that that was a mistake. Um, offensive line. I think we said, I think we said different things. I feel like I went with the Chargers. I feel like you went with Washington. Um, chargers won that game, uh, won that matchup.
1: Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, look, we, we, we were well, a lot. but I did say that, I believe I said the chargers had better tackles. Yes. we we'll have, we'll have to go back and listen, but I think I said the interior, I said three out of five. Yes. But I think that I said they had better, they were better on the edges. So I think we were, we can both take a W from that.
0: That's right. So looking at the Giants, we're going to do the same thing. All right. Talk to me. Quarterback Daniel Jones. We got Heineke. Who's got the edge at quarterback in this matchup, Eric?
1: This is like prettiest girl at fat camp. Um, I'm going to go with Heineke because I hate Daniel Jones. (laughs) Okay.
0: I, I can understand that. I'm going to tell you this, though. I'm going to go with Daniel Jones only because I've seen more productive mobility from him over a longer stretch. He can use his legs to get out of bad situations. I don't love his decision-making at all, but I could give that same problem to both quarterbacks. So my tiebreaker is just mobility and Daniel Jones has a better arm than Heineke. So,
1: okay. But he's Uh, still Daniel Jones and he he, has a dirt face. So
0: (laughs) he very much is. All right. Tight end. They have Kyle Rudolph, Caden Smith. We have Logan Thomas. Ricky Seals, Jones, John Bates. Who are you giving the tight end to?
1: Do we have Ricky Seals Jones? Is he still on the team? I yeah, I think he did. Of... Oh, made. did he make it? Yeah. Oh, I thought we just had Bates and Reyes. I, I don't know. Either way, um, it's really, tight. it's really starter versus starter because I don't think the backups are any good on either team. Um, so I'm going to go with my guy Logan Thomas because he's younger. Kyle Rudolph's very good though. Kyle, Kyle Rudolph is
0: good but he's really long in the tooth
1: and yeah had some that's what we said about Jared
0: Coco <laughs> so very true hey I left off Evan Ingram too
1: oh um, yeah Giants got the edge tight end because Evan Ingram even though he drops half of it he's the new 50 50 he's still better than anything that Washington has as a backup
0: he's very inconsistent though god yeah. crazy he's athletic as crap but he is so inconsistent he's kind of like what i think reyes might be i am gonna go washington still because you know what you have in logan thomas and he's developed into a very productive and consistent tight end. running back this is where it gets interesting they have saquon barkley they have devontae booker and gary brightwell we have gibson we have mckissick we have patterson where are you going
1: with this one who has the edge here um I'm gonna go Washington just because Saquon is so limited. It's a slam dunk. I mean, Saquon is is the best running back out of the group. Uh, I think Devontae Booker is a better backup than what Washington has. So, uh, but I'm gonna go. I'm still gonna go. Gibson is is better, um, and McKissick gives you that interesting dynamic. So, I'm gonna go Washington on that. If Saquon were healthy, it would be the Giants because Saquon and Booker is a much better combo. But um, Saquon is not healthy. So I'll go Gibson McKissick. Washington has the edge and running back. You said it, man. You took the words right out of my mouth. If Saquon were healthy,
0: no question. By himself, I would say, because he's just that good when he's healthy. Yeah. But he's not. So, all right. Finishing up, uh, wide receivers. Sterling Shepard, Kadarius Toney, Colin Johnson. We have McLaurin. We got Diami Brown. We got Cam Sims. We got uh, Humphreys. We got Carter. Where
1: are you going with this one? I'll go Washington because McLaurin is better than Shepard. And I think Shepard right now is their best wide receiver. If I'm not, because Kadarius Toney so far, it,
0: I, I it really it again. kind of
1: been a dud, right? He's kind of been a dud. Well, from what I remember, he
0: he started. This is he's a rookie, and yeah, I don't know. But how I mean, catch- he like
1: I, I remember reading like it was like three and a half or four weeks into camp before he even yeah. caught a pass, like literally caught a pass in practice. Struggling. Um So listen,
0: Eric, the way they, they're screwing me up with the way they do on their depth chart, they also have Kenny Galladay okay. and Darius Slayton. Oh wait, yeah,
1: okay. I was thinking like I know they had more than that. All right, yeah, I'm gonna go Giants because the yeah because the Giants have a little more because. They have more than what we've seen from our, because as far as I know, all we have is Terry McLaurin, because we saw nothing from anybody else yesterday. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go Giants, because Kenny Galladay a stud. Uh, Sterling Shepard is a, is a pretty good backup. Uh, yeah. It, it comes down to, is Galladay
0: and Shepard better than McLaurin and Diami Brown, or McLaurin and Cam Sims? Right now, I, yes. And right now, I i feel like mclaurin's far and away better than both of them yes but together that second receiver we're not seeing anything from and i want to believe in dimey brown but until we see it i can't give him credit for being better than sterling shepherd sterling shepherd's a baller he's just not terry mclaurin baller to me so i'm gonna go with the giants i didn't think i'd say this and if Curtis samuels is healthy it's probably be a different answer yeah but, but right now i'm gonna go with the giants all right Offensive line, man, Nate Solder, Will Hernandez, Nick Gates, Shane Lemieux, and Andrew Thomas. And we got our guys. Who are you going with?
1: I like our interior line better than theirs. So uh, all four tackles thus far are garbage. Um, so you're really, it's like, uh, I'm going to go Washington has the advantage on the interior line once again. But all four tackles are terrible from what we've seen so far. So I mean, Washington has the advantage
0: on there. Heard that from you before, Eric. Last week and uh... yeah, I'm hedging <laughs> now.
1: Now I know how to hedge yeah. this.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna go Washington too. I think Will Hernandez is probably close to what you're getting from Sheriff. But look, no, you don't think
1: so? <laughs> no, no. I mean I Hernandez is is a B plus guard, maybe at best. Hernandez, will,
0: will... yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, Sheriff sure, had a bad penalty yesterday, but he's still an All-Pro. He's way better than Will Hernandez. We'll see. We'll see. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Washington. Um, I'm gonna agree with
0: you there. And then if we switch over to the defense, um, you got for linebacker Lorenzo Carter, Blake Martinez, O'Shane Jimenez,
1: Washington. I like. No. Okay. Got I like Blake Martinez a lot. I don't know I why do. he's a, he's a yeah. tackle machine, dude. Yeah. I like Blake Martinez a lot. I don't know. Otherwise Washington's linebackers didn't really impress yesterday. I didn't really hear Jamin Davis name very much. John Bostick got beat a couple times. times. Um, so I don't know. Uh, Cole Holcomb was okay, I guess, but I didn't really, did. Yeah. we didn't get a lot of, didn't get a lot of names. Like, we didn't get their names called very much, and there weren't a lot of tackles made by linebackers yesterday. Uh, so, um, can we just call it a push? You can. I'll just call it a push. I don't know. I'm going to go with
0: the Giants until we see different out of our linebackers. Okay. Blake Martinez is better than every other linebacker we mentioned so far. Yes. And uh, I, I'm just going to go with the Giants. All right, I'll,
1: I'll go with you. I'll go with the Giants on that, yeah.
0: too. I won't We'll out and call it a push. I'm upset with yesterday, so. All right, the D-line, Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, uh, Austin Johnson, because they're a 314. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a pretty style D-line. And, of course, we got Chase Young, sweat. We got Payne. We got Allen.
1: You know, we got ironitis, and we got Settle. Whose D-line are you taking? I like Washington's D-line better, although I'm a big Leonard Williams guy. Um... I like Washington's D-line better. Just the overall top to bottom. Everybody's good on the defensive line. Going down to depth. They didn't show it as much yesterday, but you still got two guys as backups that could start on half the teams in the league, Um, you know, in Ionitis and settle. So I think I'm still going to go with Washington. You'll be hard-pressed to find a better defensive line on paper than what Washington has.
0: Yeah. Again,
1: I don't think they were terrible yesterday. Like, they just – didn't meet expectations. The quarterback was too good yesterday for them. That's yeah. basically what I'm, what I take away from yesterday. Yeah, I'm going with, I'm going to Washington all day.
0: I think they'll be much better this week. Um, all right, man. And secondary wise, they have James Bradbury, Jabril Preppers, Logan Ryan, and Adoree Jackson. This is a tough call for me here, man. Against our secondary, which way are you leaning?
1: Yeah, they have such an athletic secondary. That's the crazy thing. They've just got like Adore Jackson and Jabril Peppers are just crazy good athletes. James Bradbury is a stud corner. They have a really good secondary. Um, Washington secondary, all things considered, was pretty good yesterday, though. So I'm still going to go Washington because I'm a homer. Um, You know, I I know the passing – a lot went into that, but there were a lot of times when Herbert had to hold on the ball longer than he should have, and he couldn't find anybody. And because the coverage was good, it's not because the rush was there. Um, I think Washington secondary, just as my by the eyeball test, wasn't as bad as probably the the numbers would indicate yesterday. So I'm going to go Washington secondary because I still like our secondary quite a bit.
0: Man, if there's ever a push, this is it for me. Yeah, um, I will go Washington secondary. I, I am going to tell you that I'm a little bit concerned about the playmaking ability of this giant secondary against Taylor Heineke. I hope um, he plays a smart game. I will say that. Um, finally, special team, sir. Their kicker is Graham Gano. Their punt returner is Jabril Peppers. Their punter is Riley Dixon. Their kickoff return guy is CJ Board. Uh, and, of course, we got Carter as our kicker and punt returner. We got Hopkins as our kicker, and we got Tressway as our punter.
1: Who's got the special teams edge? Advantage Apke, who also had a <laughs> terrible penalty on special teams yesterday, and did I didn't see him do anything else. But the coaches say he's the greatest special teams player of all time. So uh, I can't imagine anyone being better on special teams than Washington just because of the Apke factor. Advantage Washington. <laughs> You're running with this all season, aren't you? He's my guy.
0: I'm going to go. Uh, Hopkins missed another kick. fight was good. Uh, Carter was really impressive. Carter Very was impressive. good yesterday. Yep. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to use my one uh, Homer fan card of the year and I'm going to go with Washington. Only because of Carter and Tressway. Everybody else, I I couldn't justify this. (laughs) And Abby. (laughs) And Abke. All right. So given all that,
1: how do you think the game shakes out, man? I think I'm gonna go, I'm gonna against my better judgment, I'm going to pick Washington. And I'm going to pick Washington in somewhere around 27-13. Wow. Uh, I think Washington's defense can handle the Giants offense. I really do, uh, especially with Saquon Barkley being limited. Um, and as bad as the Giants' tackles are, like Sweat and Young should have a field day. And I don't see Jones having the decision making ability that Herbert does. And I think he'll make mistakes. And I really think Washington should win this and should win this pretty handily, even if Taylor Heineke and Kyle Allen both play. I think there's enough there for Washington to actually win this game by two scores. All right. So 27-13. Okay. You know
0: what I'm starting to realize about the Scott Turner offense? And I went back and I looked at last year. It (laughs) sucks. Okay. It doesn't put up points. It doesn't like there were a no. few games against the historically bad Dallas defense last year where we got 40. And I think uh, another good total there. 27 maybe, to 28. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Detroit too, which was awful, but every other game, it was 19 to 20 points. I really it was 15 to 21 points, 22, maybe. So I'm going to say that this game is 22, 19. I could really see this going either way. Just which quarterback has less turnovers because Heineke doesn't seem to have the fumble issues that Daniel Jones does. I would say Heineke has less turnovers. And therefore, I say we win 22 to 19. But this is not the kind of game that's going to get our, our, our hopes back on track just yet. Step in the right direction. But I think you'd want to see us be a little bit more out front in, uh, for a team like this. But we win on Thursday night, 22 to 19. So that's my prediction. They are booked book it so far you are 1-0 and I am (laughs) (laughs) 0-1 this week I'm gonna get it right any uh any final thoughts on this
1: matchup this week uh this they have to win this game they can't lose the Giants it would be just horrible if they did yeah I'm not saying that and I can't even guarantee that they will (laughs) because it's hard for me to pick them to beat the Giants because they never do but I'm gonna roll with it they have to win this week yes and they will It's a must win.
0: Must win. And, you know, maybe it's not the end of the season if they don't, but I just don't think we want to even entertain going down this path if they lose. It's not going to be pretty. So, boys, get out there. Kill it. Ball out. Please be better than week one. And for God's sakes, Hopkins, make those kicks. Eric. Peace out, homies. Peace out.